Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this great Savior, this Messiah Jesus. Oh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we have this hope that he's coming for us any moment. He is a hope that never disappoints. My name is Doe Schwartz. I'm here in northern Israel proclaiming King Messiah Yeshua is coming in the clouds any moment for his people. Be ready. Be ready. This is a special season. Oh, a special time. And uh, what a, a day to proclaim the coming of Messiah Yeshua as Yom Truah is upon us. What's Yom Truah? Well, I'm glad you asked, and I'm going to share with you what that is in just a moment. It has everything to do with every born-again believer in Messiah Jesus. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you for our special listeners today. And, and, and Holy Father, Messiah Jesus' name, as many who are listening have never heard of Yom Truah, many have heard of the new covenant reality of it, And please, by the end of this program, may they really embrace and appreciate Yom Truah. Thank you, Father and Messiah. Jesus' name, amen. Well, Yom Truah in English is the day of blowing trumpets. And it is time that the season is upon us. The the evening, uh, Sunday evening is Erev Yom Truah, the the night uh, that begins the, the... feast of the Lord that is in the Bible. Now, I want to I want to share with all of our listeners something that's very important that we would understand before I go into this that the feasts and and the Sabbath and the new moons um, that are in the Old Testament of the Bible, people go, you know, Satan is a god of extremes uh, which takes truth to a place where it's not true. There are many uh, today who have say oh there's there's no significance of the feast jesus has fulfilled all those so there's no significance of those things today and there's others who who get into um so deep into a strain of what's called the jewish roots movement that jesus isn't jewish enough for them and see these are extremes and 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 so i'm going to read colossians 2 16 uh to you it says so let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a feast or festival or a new moon or sabbaths which are a shadow of things to come, but the substances of Christ. So it's true um, that today even there are legalists even in the body of Messiah Jesus, and they have their way that they have interpreted the scriptures of how they're supposed to observe the feasts of the Lord uh, that are also known as the Jewish feasts. And if you don't do it the way they do, boy, you're in trouble with the Lord. Uh, never mind that you can't do it biblically the way that they did in the Old Testament because there's no temple today. No, they've uh, they've got ways around all that. And if you don't follow those them them through that maze and that um, and that jungle of of how to keep the law their way, then you're in trouble. Um, thankfully, it's not true. Uh, and, and and so no, the, no, we're not to judge one another on how we observe or, or, or don't or uh, celebrate these feasts. Yet the reality is. There is new covenant fulfillment that is directly, directly expected from the Lord with his children to obey and walk in. What do you mean? Well, for example, in 1 Corinthians 
uh, five, we see this wickedness, this sin, this fornication in the church. And he says, no, we're to keep the feast uh, as unleavened children of the Lord. What, he, and, what he's, and that doesn't mean sinless, though unleavened does refer to sinlessness. It's that the sinless Savior lives in us. Hallelujah. And so we are to have a life that reflects his unleavened nature working out of our lives. So in 1 Corinthians 5, Paul says that we are to keep the Passover in a way, that, uh, meaning that we spiritually walk out the implications of Passover and what it shadows. It shadows that Jesus, the Passover lamb, died for our sins. And, um, and he was buried on Hallelujah on the third day he rose again. And now we who are his children are to live holy lives. That's what that means, yes? And so the, the Feast of Firstfruits, for example, is mentioned seven times in the New Covenant. Why? Because we are a kind of firstfruits, the Bible says. Well, well so it doesn't, uh, uh, there, there's, there's not a, an implication there or a requirement for us to keep that feast a certain way physically like they did in the Old Testament, but there certainly is uh, uh, an expectation of the Lord to know the word of God and what that means, that first fruits means in its spiritual dynamic for you and I to walk out. We're a kind of first fruits, the Bible says. So having said that, think of this, that the Lord fulfilled all but the feasts that are upon us now at this time of year. He is the Passover lamb. He's the, the blood of the lamb uh, pays for our sins. He is uh, the unleavened sacrifice for our sin, the feast of unleavened bread. He he rose from the grave. He's the he rose the grave from the grave on first fruits. He didn't raise from the grave on Easter. Easter is a Babylonian goddess, which is paganism, which is a whole other kettle of fish. Uh, but the thing is, he ro- he rose from the grave on first fruits, and uh, the the inception the the beginnings of the ecclesia, which is in English translated the church in our Bibles, uh, which is the one new man, Jew and Gentile, together in this new covenant, baptism of the Holy Spirit and the fullness of the Spirit operating from within the life and the mind, heart, mind, and life and body of a believer in Jesus. Um, that began on Shavuot, which is in English Pentecost. Pentecost. And, and, and so the Lord's fulfilled those things. Um, and, and now there is a, a, there should be an expectation of him fulfilling the fall feasts that are upon us. And the one that is upon us directly right now is, is the blowing, the day of blowing trumpets. The next one is Yom Kippur and the other is Sukkot or booths or tabernacles all taking place in October this year. Uh, oftentimes during September or September and October uh, because of the lunar calendar. So having said that, now we're going to look at the day of blowing trumpets in Leviticus 23. Uh, Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel saying in the seventh month on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. This is in Leviticus 23, verses 23 through 25. Now, not much is spoken in the Hebrew Scriptures to give indication directly of what this means or the fulfillment of this, but we see a lot of it through the Apostle Paul. 
Uh, one place is in 1 Corinthians 15. In 1 Corinthians 15. And the other is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50 uh, and onward. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ, excuse me, and the dead will be raised incorruptible incorruptible, and we shall be changed. I stumbled a little bit on it, so I'm going to read verse 52 again. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And so what he's talking about here is what we all see, also see in First Thessalonians 4. Now, I want you to remember that term, the last trumpet, because that stumbles people and, and, and shifts them into a wrong uh, uh, theology called post-trib rapture that I'll talk to you about in this also. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, another place where he speaks about this. Folks, this is the fulfillment of, of the day of blowing trumpets. It's the rapture. This is the next thing on the Lord's calendar. That's very exciting. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And, and here's what he says, uh, beginning in verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Hallelujah. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep or who have died. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with a trumpet of God. There's the trumpet again, right? And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And here's what I'm doing now. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Listen, for those who have loved ones like I do, uh, who have died and they're in Messiah Jesus. Um, and and uh, for you as well, you've got loved ones who've died in Messiah Jesus. And for other afflictions and troubles in this life. You know, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of, the, out of them all. When will be the final time of us being delivered from afflictions? When that trumpet sounds, when that trumpet sounds and that Messiah comes to meet us in the air and he calls us up and changes us into his image, that's the blessed hope. He who has this hope and purifies himself just as he is pure, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'll talk more about it after this break, but first I want to remind all of our listeners of the wonderful ministry we have poured out for the nations. Poured out for the nations, which you can also find at our our media website, watchtherefore.tv, watchtherefore.tv. Poured Out for the Nations is our gospel discipleship, uh, orphans and widows platform from which we proclaim King Jesus is coming, and we also help in those areas I just mentioned where the Lord leads us and where he provides for us to do that. We have special partners strategically located in Africa, uh, in, in Texas, uh, in Europe, and so it's very exciting what the Lord is doing, and there's a great opportunity uh, for all who are listening today who would be interested. You can sign up for our free monthly newsletter. Just go to watchtherefore.tv to do so, 
And like I said, Poured Out for the Nations has brought this program to you today. And when you financially partner with Poured Out for the Nations and Watch Therefore Media, you also help keep Watch Therefore on the air. Hey, we constantly have to make media decisions where to best steward over resources. And it's just like this. Like Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel said, he said, where God guides, God provides. And we look at where he's providing and say that's where he wants us to continue ministry. And if we identify a place as we are want to be good stewards and we go over our books and see this is not where the Lord's providing, then, of course, we would have to stop that media outlet. Having said that, um, we go back now to the program and the day of blowing trumpets, Yom Truah. Now, Yom Truah has been traditionally named and is more commonly known as Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh means head. Hashanah means the year. So it means head of the year or the new year. Now, uh, I, I'm Jewish. I, have, uh, I live in Israel. There are Jewish people all around the world at this time of year that are saying, Lashana Tova, Lashana Tova. Someone brought us a basket today uh, and with a card. And on the card, it said Lashana Tova. It was a Happy New Year card. And it was a basket of, of apples and honey and dates and things that are traditional sweet things to eat at this time of year. But the reality is Rosh Hashanah, the, the, the concept of this being the Jewish New Year, is not, it's not biblical. It's not biblical. It's not in the Bible. The, the New Year biblically is is passover passover you can find that in exodus and other places in the bible as well and, and so uh there uh my limited research has shown me that rosh hashanah was a tradition that started when during the babylonian exile amongst the jewish people there and and so uh it is traditional um and a lot of people have a nice time at this time of year but I choose to call this what the Bible calls it, Yom Truah. And the fulfillment of it is when Messiah Jesus comes for his people in the clouds. And we shall always be with the Lord in a glorified body then. No more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears. Um, all will be made right. Everything that's crooked in our lives will be made straight. And they will stay that way forever. Can I get and amen. And again, here's the thing. This is, is so strange and foreign to most Christians, and the reason is is because we don't have the Lord's calendar in terms of holidays. Uh, I know this is a real touchy thing, and I'm not going to go deep into it today because I want to focus on the Lord's calendar. I don't want to focus on the pagan and man's calendar. But the Lord's calendar with regard to holidays fulfills and is a prophetic picture of Messiah Jesus. The Bible says in in Revelation 19.10 that the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so his his story is history, his story. And it starts in Genesis and goes all the way through. And so his calendar of holidays or holy days is a prophetic uh, shadow of, of what he will actually do in the earth. And hallelujah, nobody can stop him. So again... His calendar is Passover. That's his holiday. Well, you don't have to celebrate Passover or, or, or uh, observe it. No, you don't have to. But why would you celebrate things that aren't on the calendar as holy days that aren't? If you're going to celebrate a holy day or a holiday, why not celebrate the ones in the Bible? Hello? Right? So I'm not saying you... I, I, it's not something I have to do. I don't have to observe 
Passover, I get to celebrate Passover because my Savior, the great deliverer, Jesus Christ, is my Passover lamb. The blood of the lamb is on the doorpost of my heart. Hallelujah. So judgment has to pass over me, right? So Messiah Jesus filled that, fulfilled that. I celebrated Passover, um, the last Passover. And I'll celebrate the next one if, if we haven't been raptured first. Hallelujah. And, and, and so the next one, the, the night of Passover, after that starts the, the week of unleavened bread. Jesus the Lord was our unleavened sacrifice, and we are to live holy lives as a result and fulfillment of that. That's, that's our witness is to, to Messiah Jesus. So I celebrate unleavened bread. Uh, I celebrate first fruits. I don't celebrate Ishtar, the Babylonian goddess in English, and it's Easter. And I don't celebrate the fertility goddess with bunny eggs and stuff like that. I celebrate first fruits. And the Bible says in the book of James, which was actually Yaakov or Jacob, but it was renamed in the English translation, James in Spanish and other translations, it's Jacobos, Jacob. But anyhow, in the book of James, the Bible says that we are a kind of first fruits. So I celebrate that we are a kind of first fruits of our Savior Jesus, the first fruits of the resurrection. Hallelujah. And, and, and so I, I celebrate Shavuot, at Pentecost, uh, our, our congregation, we celebrated that this year, but you know, most churches don't even hardly talk about Pentecost at Pentecost. Uh, it's, it's a tragic, tragic, horrible thing because that's our life in Messiah that took place at Shavuot. And it's, it's the ingathering. It, it, it's, it's, that's what the Lord's doing. It's a time of, of ingathering right now. Um, and the Lord is bringing in the sheaves, Jew and Gentile are being sheaves, Jew and Gentile are being saved around the world in Messiah Jesus. And so now these fall feasts are upon us. And so, boy, are we going to celebrate these fall feasts. We, we have um, Yom Truah, it's a picture of the rapture, and we're going to celebrate and rejoice that Messiah Jesus is coming for us in the clouds. And even more so, we'll be watching, therefore, as we celebrate it. Hallelujah. And, and, and then, soon, uh, just 10 days after that, is Yom Kippur, where we are reminded, now in the Bible, in Leviticus, in Yom Kippur, they're to afflict their souls, and they're to really lament over the seriousness of their sin. But at the same time, as we think about our sin, and we can come to repentance in any area we need to, this Yom Kippur, at the same time, we can realize the final sacrifice has been made. And there is a joy the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's a joy that my sins have been paid. But Yom Kippur will be fulfilled when Messiah Jesus returns to cleanse Israel from their sin. And I'm going to talk more about that at that time when I'm doing the program. And then Sukkot is when the Lord comes to tabernacle amongst us. So my question is, and, and the reason I don't go deeper into that is because of time today, but also I'm going to talk about it later on, Lord willing, uh, as the October, as the feast are unfolding here in October. So, so here's, here's my question. Are you celebrating any of these things? Do you know at least what they mean in the new Testament? Oh, there you go. Judging me. No, I'm not, I'm not judging you on how you, how you, um, walk these things. I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking about is the Bible says that we are to show ourselves approved to God as workmen who do not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we are to understand it as first fruits is mentioned, for example, in seven times in the New Testament. What does that mean if I am a kind of first fruits? How do I walk that out? It doesn't say I'm a kind of an Easter bunny and I need to know how to walk, be an Easter bunny or, or, or play with eggs. 
No, it says, I, I am a kind of first fruits. That is my identity. And Satan, the identity thief, has robbed us. We don't even know what that means, that I am a kind of first fruits, right? And, and, and so, um, will you consider that there are new covenant spiritual, real implications that should affect your life regarding these feasts? Not saying you physically have to keep them like they did in the Old Testament. We can't. But there are spiritual realities pertaining to these things that help us walk with Jesus the Lord. That help us walk with Jesus the Lord. He is the fulfillment of all these feasts. It has nothing, what I'm saying has nothing to do with worshiping Jews or or Israel. And and worshiping Jewishness, there's people who actually do that. I've had people who aren't Jewish talk to me about how I'm not Jewish enough. And I say, well, wait a second, I am Jewish and you're not. What are you talking about? So I'm not, I'm not, I, I understand that. But the other extreme is, is to have pagan holidays and understand them very well, but have very little understanding of the new covenant realities associated with how this affects my life in Christ Jesus. How am I to think about Jesus the Lord? And, and folks, I'll just tell you what I asked the people in Africa not long ago at a pastor's meeting. I said, why do you have a white Jesus? You're African. Why do you have a white Jesus? And I know the answer, by the way. Europeans brought a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus to Africa. And that's why, in large part, they have these traditions and they have a white Jesus. But the Jesus in the Bible is Israeli. He is Israeli. He's the son of David. He's coming to sit on the throne of David as he fulfills Yom Kippur and the Feast of Tabernacles. Right? And so that's the real Jesus. What Jesus do you have? What Jesus do you have? Do you have a Jesus that suits your own sins and you kind of call the shots and he's, you rub your little Jesus genie lamp and out comes your Jesus genie and you grant, he grants you wishes and you put him back in the lamp and put it up on the counter later? What Jesus do you have? I'm talking about the one in the Bible who, who died on the cross for our sins, the Passover lamb. John the Baptist, by the way, I have very close Baptist friends, but John the Baptist wasn't a Baptist. And he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Has he taken away your sins? Have you put your faith in him? And are you following him, looking for him to come? This Yom Truah would be a good time to look at your life and make yourself with him by his grace and mercy ready to watch therefore and see your Savior in the clouds. Day of blowing trumpets fulfilled in the rapture of the church. Oh, Father in heaven, bless all the listeners today. Thank you for this life in Messiah Jesus we have. Thank you that he's coming very soon. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. For all who are listening today, bless them. Bless them, bless them. Thank you for your more than abundant grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness towards us. Thank you, Holy Father, that in Messiah Jesus, by your word and in in your Holy Spirit, we can do what you're looking for. We can worship you in spirit and truth. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Show is over. Remember to watch therefore. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week, 
This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.